something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down I'm C.J. Layton coming to you from inside the secret broadcast cave of the Phantom Radio Studio in Lake Wales, Florida. This is the home of the premier radio bowling talk show. Our host was devoted to the science of bowling lane maintenance, and for more than 20 years, he was the PBA Tours Lane Maintenance Director. The Phantom has gained worldwide industry recognition as one of the foremost experts on the subject of lane maintenance so much so that the late, great John Davis of the Kegel Company requested his professional help. He's been with Kegel ever since. And every Wednesday, he's here again with another interesting guest or topic that will make you think about the world's number one participation sport, bowling. So, Phantom fans, let's welcome our host, Len Nicholson, the Phantom. Well, thank you, CJ. And a reminder that Phantom Radio is presented by the Kegel Company, the number one lane maintenance company in the world. For all of your lane maintenance needs, including 24-hour technical support, you can always rely on the Kegel Company. So go to kegel.net. Well, Phantom fans, this week we have yet another very special guest to talk to as we continue to interview who's who in the world of bowling in each and every area of our great sport. Well, this week's special guest is a member of our Phantom Radio Junior Bowlers Club, and she's a pretty young lady who loves to compete in tournaments against her peers. And she is not only a top student in school with a 3.9 grade point average, but her bowling record shows how serious and competitive she really is. And last year, for example, she bowled in 10 different states, bowling over 220 tournament games in 25 different tournaments. And she's also a member of the TF Riggs Book Club. That's the school she goes to. And she's in the Future Business Leaders of America's Club. So her future is bright, and we're all very, very proud to have her right here on Phantom Radio. So Phantom fans, here is Emily Kringler. Hello, Emily, and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Well, it's my pleasure. You know, I I, I want to promote the kids, and uh, I put a notice out there. Anybody that contacted me, they'd win a prize. And I saw your dad had a couple of posts out there, and so I looked you up. Sure enough, you're a member of the club, and I contacted him, and he helped me get this thing lined up. He was very protective of you, which he's supposed to be. Because who am I? You know, they don't know who I am. I'm calling up about their daughter, you know, kind of weird. But I've got two or three. No, I got three granddaughters. So I've been around this business a long time, honey. And, and I'm really enjoying what I'm doing now is working with the kids because they are our future. So I know that you've got some unbelievable communication skills. But let's start with who got you started in bowling. And also, who was your first coach? Um, so my dad got me started in bowling. My dad is also my first coach. Um, my dad got me started when I was in kindergarten and <laughs> I've just been bowling ever since. 
<laughs> so was he a pretty good bowler? Yeah, he had 14 300s and a 799. Holy mackerel. So tell our, our, our listeners where you're from. I am from Pierre, South Dakota. They got a lot of bowling over there? Um, Somewhat, but the nearest tournament to us, to like where I live, is about three hours away. So I have to travel some. Yeah, so you are used to getting on the road there. So I don't know if you got the same kind of a schedule for this year or not. We, you know, we're just into late January right now. It's going to probably be a real busy year. But let's go back to one of the basic things. And that was your coach, your dad. Basically, when you started to get the ball in the lane most of the time, uh, what was the number one thing he taught you? I would say he taught me just to get my A to B correct. So that when I get to college or when I get older, I have like more coaches that they could help me with all the other stuff. So you started when you were five or six years old, four maybe at kindergarten. Were you in all the little junior leagues, the Bantams or whatever they call it back there? Yeah, I was. I was in like a bumper league. <laughs> it was a bumper league. That's how it started there. Yep. All right. So, so then you know when I was a junior, that's all we had was just the the little kids. They called the bantams. And then you went to the juniors. Then you went to the seniors. Then they kicked you out to go adult. So, uh, what's the next stage after you know the bumper league that you were in? So it goes bumpers, and then it goes to minors, which is about when you're in, I would say, eighth grade, and then you switch up to majors. Okay, so you went to eighth grade, and then uh, you went to the majors. Let me ask you about something offset about bowling. Uh, did you play any other sports at all? Yeah, in middle school, I did some track and field. Were you a runner or a shot putter or a high jumper, or what were you? I did shot put and discus. <laughs> so that's where you got the strong arm to bowl with, I guess. All right. So now that you've grown, you what are you, 16, 17 years old now, right? I'm 16, yep. 16. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I think your your birthday was in like September, so something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have a new coach now, or is it you still with your dad? Um, I'm still mostly with my dad, but I have the person who drills my balls out in Sioux Falls really helps me a lot. His name's Mike Cruz. My uncle Chris really helps me a lot. He lives in Texas, though, so it's kind of hard to get to them. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So, you know, there's, I don't know, I'm not going to get too technical, but, you know, you sound like you're really interested in this game and you want to progress. So, you know, there's there's more to it than throwing the bowling ball. There's not only the physical game, but there's the mental game also, right? Yep. And, well, I'm sure with your studious ability that you have i know you probably read a lot and that that's what the number one thing that helps your concentration is reading you know they did a poll several years ago about the greatest athletes in the world they wanted to see what they all had in common and they knew it wasn't muscles it wasn't height for basketball players it wasn't little guys for like jockeys they, they wonder how they all became outstanding in their field and they did the poll and they found out that they all had excellent concentration, that one of their hobbies was reading. So That's real. That's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, that's something to think about because, you know, if you want to build up your, your biceps, you do a lot of curls, you know, with your uh, heavy weight, like whatever, 10, 20 pounds, whatever it is. And you build up that bicep, it'll keep growing as long as you, you keep exercising it. Well, your brain is the same thing. 
if you just let it lay there dormant, not try to improve it, it'll just stay the same. But you can load that thing up with thousands and thousands and thousands of books and everything else. It'll retain everything you put in there. And it doesn't care what you put in there. If you put some bad ideas in there, they'll just go along with that. Main thing is to stay positive and keep working that brain so that's the strongest muscle in your body. All right, so what's the probably the uh, the best thing that you've learned uh, from this coach that you have now? I would say the best thing I've learned is that no matter if you win or lose, you always learn something. So if you lose, you learn like what you did good that day. You always see the positives from something and you learn what you can do at the next tournament. Very good. That's the way it is. You know, uh, and you probably follow bowling. If you do, you, you realize you can't win them all. Even the greatest players on both the men's and women's tour, they all have more second place finishes than first. Uh, mm-hmm. Earl Anthony was the best for a long, long time. He had like 41 titles, 42, I think it was. He had 43 seconds. You know, so uh, you keep knocking on that door, and law of averages is going to show that if you got the right fundamentals and you got the right mindset, there's no reason for you to stop, slow down. All right, I'm going to get the, a little bit more technical with you here because, you know, I want to test you a little bit because I know that you care about the sport and I know that you're a good student. So everybody that is a success, they start out by establishing some goals. All right. And the greatest players in the world, I don't care if you're a lawyer or a judge or, or whatever, baseball, football, basketball player, they always start out with some kind of a goal. The most successful ones, they have an immediate goal. Okay. Somebody wants to dribble a little bit better. They go out and they practice dribbling for a couple of months, in, in and out their legs, behind their back, the whole nine yards. Pretty soon, they're, they're natural at just dribbling. Same thing with baseball. You know, if they have trouble hitting the ball, they take a lot of batting practice. The same thing with bowling, you know. you got to establish some immediate goals. And I don't know if you have any or not, but do you? I do. I would say right now my immediate goal is to get my ball speed up. So I've been working on, like, getting my legs a little bit stronger in my strength and conditioning class. So, Fantastic. So do you know what your ball speed is now? I would say it's about 15 to 16 sometimes, but sometimes okay. it gets a little bit slower. But All right. So you're looking to get like one more mile an hour or two more miles an hour. What are you looking to get to? Yeah, I'm looking to get to like 17 or 18, somewhere in there. All right. Well, you keep working on that. And you know what? One day, all of a sudden, you're going to look up. And I don't know if the, the score monitors there or not have the ball speed, but they have that in a lot of bowling centers. One day, all of a sudden, boom, it's going to be there. You didn't even realize it because not only are you working on it, but you're also growing and you're getting stronger and you're getting you know uh, more knowledge behind everything. Your legs are getting stronger and whatnot. But anyway, that'd be that's a great immediate goal because slow ball speed anymore isn't where it's at. You got to have something on that ball nowadays. If you yeah. don't, it, it just hooks too much and hits like a, a little kitten, kitty cat that hit hard. So you need some ball speed. So number two, there's also a secondary goal that you should establish. Something that once you do get your ball speed up, you should have another goal to shoot for. Do you have one? Yeah, I would say 
my secondary goal is to uh, shoot 300, honestly. I've been Ooh. shooting 300 and hitting my mark consistently. So those two kind of go hand in hand. So. Wow, that's a great goal. And, you know, that'll happen too. Uh, I know I started playing golf at a late age, and I just wanted to break 80 so bad because they, only a small percentage of, you know, hacks like new players, they get under 100. It's a miracle. And I did it for seven years. Finally, one day I shot 79. I couldn't believe it. And so now I got to shoot 75, right? <laughs> I got the 75, and I realized – I was giving up work. I was passing up everything. I was spending all the time in a golf course, and that's not where I was making my living. So I knew I wasn't going to go on a tour or anything like that. But, you know, you work hard enough on a goal, and you will get it, uh, no question about it. All right, so you got an immediate goal. You got a secondary goal. Uh, once you get that immediate goal out of the way, you should replace it with something else. And then once you get the secondary goal out of the way, you should replace that with something else. All for the final final, which is an ultimate goal. Tiger Woods, he set a goal. His little teeny boy, he wanted to beat Jack Nichols's record, uh, winning so many majors. And he's been working on that for 40 years. If he does, that's wonderful. If he doesn't, he'll still be the best player around because he got to that point because he kept working on it. So... What kind of an ultimate goal do you have in your future? I would say my first part of the ultimate goal is to go to college. And then the second part I would say is to go to bowl on the PWBA. Okay. So do you have a college picked out in your mind yet? I don't. I know I want to bowl in college, but I have some years to figure that out yet. Yes, you do. So are you involved in that SMART program? I am. I've made a lot of money from all the tournaments I've went to so far. <laughs> so you're building up a little stockpile there, huh? Yep. Well, besides that, I see you got that pretty good grade point average. Sometimes uh, if you're a pretty good athlete and you got good grades, sometimes you can earn a scholarship, which is another goal that you might want to have on the side there, not bowling related, but uh, you might want to call that business related because I see that you're also in a business club. You want to be a business leader someday. You know, a lot of people, I'm not here to judge anybody or, or give too much advice, but I like to pass along some of my experience. A lot of times people, uh, they don't realize that uh, their best friend is themselves. And you can be your own best friend or you can be your own worst enemy, depending on what you do with yourself. It's up to you. You know, you, you're fortunate, you're healthy, you got a, probably a nice family. I don't know the whole bit, but. You know, you probably do. You got a wonderful smile. I can see you on there. And uh, you got some talent. You got some good grades. And, and you're competitive as heck, from what I understand. I've done a little research. I checked you out a little bit. And you've won a couple of little titles here and there down the road, right? Yep. What's your favorite title that you won? I would say my favorite title that I won is the Yuhu Teen Girls Midwest Youth Main Event. That's a Brandon Steen's tournament. Um, it's really fun. Okay. What was the name of that tournament? The Midwest Youth Main Event. Okay. Did you say Steen? Yep. Brandon Steen, Rush Steen. Rush is one of my friends. I, I'm, that's great because I've had him on the show before. Same thing. I, I heard a lot of the good things about him. I contacted him. Same thing. I went through his dad. His dad was just one of the nicest guys I ever spoke to. In fact, uh, it's funny you said that because 
uh, we don't really have any script going here because this is just off the cuff pretty much. And I didn't have any idea that, you know, you were friends with them. But I'll tell you what, he's a great man just by talking to him. And I've had Brad, uh, Rush on twice already. Yes, <laughs> so, I listened to them. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. Okay. He's got a lot of talent and uh, what a wonderful family. Uh, that's where it all starts. You know, you, you got to have a good home base. So I'm sure that uh, you contribute to that with being a good girl in school, doing your grades and all that homework. <laughs> and do you like to practice? I do. I love to practice. I go pretty much every day after school. So do you have a, any kind of a rate they give you at the bowling center there? Because that can get kind of expensive uh, paying for yeah. practice. All the time. Yeah, they give me $2 a game. I usually bowl five games, five to six games. So it's like $12. It's kind of nice. All right. Well, I, I'm a guy and uh, I'm a little different than you. Uh, I didn't have any money when I was a kid. I made 25 cents a week uh, being an allowance. That was a lot of money for me, but it cost 50 cents to bowl. And so one day I got an idea. I went out by the dumpster and there was all kind of broken bottles and glass and all that out there. And I went to the guy and I says, hey, if I sweep all this up, will you give me a couple of free games? Sure. So I went out there like uh, two, three times a week. I slept up all the uh, glass and all that. And they gave me three or four games every time I did that. So a lot of times they can always look for something that a young girl uh, can do around the bowling alley uh, to maybe throw you a couple of free games. I'm not telling you to bribe them or anything, but there's always a way. If there's a, if there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me ask you uh, about our junior club. Uh, we started that in March. Do you remember how you heard about it? Um, actually, it was from the Steens. They posted something on their Facebook page, and my dad said that it looked cool, so he signed me up for it. All right, and, and just so you know, you know, we have some goals down the road, and we're just establishing everything. We, we're up to 152 members now, and uh, people say, well, that's a lot of members. And I go, no, it isn't because it's free. And they go, how can you get by with doing something free? I says, well, we're not running any tournaments or anything like that. All we're trying to do right now is give the girls and boys some more exposure. You know, there's big tournaments out there, the, the Junior Gold and the Pepsi tournament, Coke tournament, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there's a couple of big tournaments around. We're not out to compete against them. We just want to give you girls a platform and guys so that the public knows who you are. Uh, it's amazing uh, how much talent all these kids have. I've been to four junior tournaments now. <laughs> I, the, another girl, Caitlin Abagandi, do you know her? Yeah, she's really good. Oh, yeah. It, I says, you know, wh who takes care of your equipment? Oh, I do, you know. <laughs> what, what kind of grit you got in your ball? And she's babbling some stuff, Avalon, blah, blah, blah. She knew more than, I swear, uh, Dick Weber or Billy Hardwick knew in 50 years, and she's like 14 or something. Uh, all you kids are so much smarter than us, and, uh, well, you got a heck of a good opportunity. Uh, is there a girl on the women's tour that you kind of look up to or uh, try to style your game after or what? Yeah, I would say that one for me is Daria Pioke. She throws it really good. Yes, yes, she does. So do you have any friends that are pros that uh, can buy every once in a while? Throw a tip on you? Um, 
Yeah, kind of. My friend, Alex Badger, he's friends with Brianna Clemmer, so she's given me a tip once or twice. All right. <laughs> so you say your goal, one of your ultimate goals is to shoot 300, and you want to bowl on the women's tour, right? Yep. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. Someday when you're a star and you're on TV and I fly in and I'm going to say, you know, remember I told you don't think about just one 300? Think about five 300s and, and think about winning on the tour, not just bowling on the tour. There's a big difference. Set your goals high. And if you don't get to your top of your goal, let's say you, you want to just bowl the ladies tour. Let's say you make the finals. Wow. That's more than just bowling the tour. Any girl can bowl the tour, but very few of them can make the finals. And then the next goal is I'm going to win a couple of these and then I'm going to be the bowl of the year. Blah, blah, blah. So there's all kinds of things you can keep pushing yourself. And, you know, that's, uh, we didn't talk about this, but uh, I don't know about your dad pushing you when you're in kindergarten. I doubt that, but uh, the older you get, the greatest coaches in the world are the toughest coaches. So, if this coach you got now, you know, he, he needs to push you and, and you know, be be somebody that put his arm around you if you're a little bit depressed now and then. But also, if you're bowling really good, why are you bowling good? What are you doing right? Do you get a chance to film yourself at all? Yeah, um, sometimes. A lot of the bowling alleys here in South Dakota are very small, so it's hard to do that. But, yeah, during practice, I do. All right. Okay, so uh, – this club, and you're, I'm not asking you to promote the club because it's already under pretty much promotion. We got four people involved as volunteers. Give me a suggestion what you think we might be able to do to make the club better. Got any ideas? Um, you're, a, you're a smart girl. I would say just keep putting it out there. I feel like you put it out there a lot, but just keep, just keep putting it out there. All right. Do you have any girlfriends that uh, are involved in the club that you can compete against, uh, practice against, and work out together? It's always good to have a a friend that you can bowl with or against. Yeah, I have a friend here that um, bowls. She's not part of the club, but she bowls, and we enjoy bowling together and bowling against each other mostly. All right. Tell her to sign up. It's free. I will. <laughs> we can't get any cheaper than that. Free, freeze about as cheap as you can go. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, I can see by the old clock in the wall, we've got a couple of minutes left. Uh, I want to give you a chance to give us a closing statement. Uh, basically, whatever you want to say, you got the stage, my dear. Um, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. And I just love bowling and I love to promote it. So, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. All right. Will you stay in touch? I'll stay in touch. Let me know progress, how you're doing. In fact, who knows? Next week you might shoot 300. I won't know unless you call me up or, or send me a text or email. You know what? That's something that uh, I told you I'm an old timer. I still don't know the difference between a text and an email. All I know <laughs> is a message, you know. <laughs> I will definitely do that. <laughs> All right, Emily. Well, I enjoyed talking to you and, and having you on the show. And that's, like I said, give my best to your dad. I haven't haven't talked to your mom yet, but I don't know. Is she around or what? Yeah, she's in another room, but she's a librarian. Okay. So she's the one that got me started on reading. 
Fantastic. Tell her that she did a, uh, did you a favor because your brain's a lot stronger than probably most every other 16-year-olds that you know. <laughs> and that's what you want. All right. So for Phantom Radio, I just want to thank you for being on again. And I want to shout out to our sponsors, Storm Bowling and uh, the Christmans. Obviously, we miss Bill. He passed away a couple of months ago. And what a loss that is. Also, today's the anniversary of John Davis's passing. John started the Kegel Company uh, back in 1980, and he's missed as well. And also, I want to thank uh, Brad Edelman from the High Roller, who's been with us ever since we started this podcast back in 2002. So I want to thank my, my volunteers that are with me in the club. That'd be Brian Hirsch, uh, Dave Kowalski, Kowalski, Sam Villarreal, who are doing this on their own free time because they love bowling just like I do and just like all the kids that we talk to. So for Phantom Radio, this is the Phantom. When you're down and troubled and you need some love and care and nothing well, nothing is going right Close your eyes and think of me